Welcome to the Catholic Men Show. Today we're going to talk about following your dreams versus doing your duty. Are they opposed? Do they align? Roll it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Men Show. I am your temporary host today. There's something Usurping. temporary about you here. Yes. Wasn't revoked yet. Uh, they let me do it again. It's a huge surprise to me. I know. Uh, Big mistake. <laughs> my name is Rob Holler. Father Jeff Walker. John Mark Grodi. And Nick Delatore. Today, we're going to talk about this idea of following your dreams, you know, pursuing your passion, finding your passion, discovering what you want out of life, you know, the good things, going after those good things, you know, which God has made, uh, versus this idea of, you know, we all have a duty and a responsibility to serve others. And certainly to serve our families, to serve our parishes, um, you know, and sometimes those things can seem to be not always aligning and gelling, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, um, so that's the primer for the discussion. I love it. But before we get to that, I want to tell you about the Awakenation. If you go to awakencatholic.org slash donate, you can become part of Awakenation, make a one-time or recurring donation in support of our efforts to bring truth through beauty on this channel, on this apostolate. That's a great way to support it. Also, you can go to awake. No, I'm sorry. Very, very sorry. Hallow.app slash awaken and download the Hallow app, which is a great Christian meditation mindfulness app that you can download it's a great interface beautiful it's really fun to use a lot of us here use it and if you get the 30-day free trial premium version i didn't say that right but it really supports the ministry so thank you for that so back that was to beautiful. you guys yeah yeah i love it mm-hmm. okay who wants to jump in first well nick i've got a question okay what's your dream Okay, well, this got really personal. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Feel super uncomfortable and vulnerable. Super quick. Good. Um, I do have a lot of thoughts surrounding this. I mean, I I am the guy that quit his job a year and a half ago that had benefits and security, and I was working for the diocese, running the office of marriage and family life. I'd worked at three parishes, and I put all of that behind me, and I was like, God is calling us, my family, my household, to do something. Um, different than this. Mm-hmm. And I loved that work. I love that mission of, of uh, building up families and helping families heal. There's so much hurt out there. Um, and it wasn't a question of whether or not that was important to me. It was, it was a question of, for us, get, it was just so obvious that God was calling us in a different direction. And I think that really gets down to the, the point of what this question is. It does, you know, do dreams have to conflict with our duty and uh, or or is there a world in which they uh, have overlap? I think it, to me, the question really ties into like a, a similar issue with like voting with your conscience. Like yeah. we should vote with our consciences when our consciences are well formed. Right. And I think when we have a well formed heart posture towards submissiveness to God's will uh, for our lives rather than vanity. Um, that's when we can trust our passions yeah. and our dreams. Yeah, really, this is a topic about discernment. Yeah. You know, because it's not something fundamentally opposed uh, between God's will and our will, you know, or our passions or our dreams. In fact, oftentimes they're often aligned. Um, um, but it's a question about discernment. And actually, you know, starting there, it's interesting. Sometimes we do actually th- approach this. We've, we've picked up this notion that they are fundamentally opposed. I think about, so I spent a a brief time in seminary 
And I went to seminary with a lot of fear and trembling. And I don't know if you identify with this at all, Father, but I sort of had picked up this notion that I never talked to anybody about. I never really expressed to my father or to my, you know, uh, my spiritual counselor or to the seminary, the, the, you know, the, the vocations director or anything like that. But the sort of notion that like, well, I take my faith seriously. And if I, if I take it seriously, then I'm going to, I'm going to go that next step. I'm going to become a priest. I'm going to be open. I'm going to mm. do that. You know, and I don't, if I had asked myself, do I really want to, I would have thought, well, that's kind of irrelevant. If I'm really serious, if I'm tough enough, I'll go that yeah. extra mile and do that thing. So I sort of had this assumption that there's going to, there's going to be this fundamental opposition between what God wants and what I want. And I need to, to get rid of what I want and give to what God wants. And there's something goofy about that because God puts desires in us for a reason. Mm -hmm. He makes us who we are. He gives us our personality for a reason, even our natural human desires for, for material goods. They're Mm -hmm. for a a reason. Yeah. They have to be ordered and discerned, but this, this notion that like anytime I want something, I have to be suspicious of it. That's, that's a weird notion. And I kind of realized that after a short time in seminary, I, I, I I met other guys that they weren't there out of fear and trembling. Like I was, Mm. They were there because they really felt a call. Do you regret your time in the seminary? Not a bit. Okay. No, it was a great time. So it wasn't the wrong decision. No, no, no. It wasn't a wrong decision. Even but I, though you weren't supposed to be a priest. Right. Interesting. Right. Yeah. But I, I, I left recognizing that, no, I really, I really don't actually. I really want to, mm-hmm. to be a husband and a father. I think that's what God's calling me to. And unless God tells me otherwise, I'm going to pursue that for now. <laughs> well, it's interesting because the, one of the reasons why I asked Nick what his dream was is yeah. that a lot of people equate with the dream is some future ambition. Right. But in my mind, the dream is about like, yeah, that's a good point. So too, I yeah. frequently, um, answer the question when people say, how are you? I say, I'm living the dream, which <laughs> some people use as like very sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a big evasion. I'm, I'm slipping into the seventh circle of hell. Oh gosh. But yeah, but I actually mean it. And when people like sort of question me about that, yeah. I say, I say, well, aren't you living the dream? I'll say, I don't really know. Yeah. Are you happy to be alive? Yeah. Are you happy to be Catholic? Are you happy to be here doing whatever it is you're doing right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like my students at BG, I'll say, are you happy to be getting a college yeah. education? Right. Are you happy to be um, yeah. a husband and father? Are you happy to be doing this? And so in my mind, living the dream is, is much more about a present reality. And I'm doing right now what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. That's nice. a good point. And that's that, really so that will change in the future. And that hasn't been the same in the past. Yeah. And the only way to get to the future is by doing that well in the present. That's, a, that's right. a kind of a distinction we set up. Like, you know, we, we focus too much on this future, this dream or this, maybe God's calling me to this obscure thing. But sometimes then we neglect like, well, the only way I get there, if that's where I'm supposed to be is by being faithful in the present, being at peace with God in the present. And I can't oh, sacrifice the present for the sake of some future that may not actually happen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I actually have this, this actually to me uh, ties into some real hangups I have with mm-hmm. like the present approach to the education system. And even a lot of our expectations about the way we, uh, the expectations we have for work life balance, um, because mm-hmm. we you know, we live for our jobs in this society. We live for the promotion. We live for the, some future future ideal yeah. that really removes you from the here and now. Yeah. Um, you know, I, as the president of, of Awakened Catholic, it's a major tenet for me that, you know, we're, we're, we're a startup, we're brand new, and we are really trying to build something from scratch. Once we get out of this initial building phase, I have a real heart 
and, and intention for us to have a four day work week to start with. Mm. And then I want to work that down to three day work week. And that includes full-time people. And the reason for that is I want first and foremost for people to have healthy home lives, healthy families, and I want people to be healthy people. And I care about that more than getting as much as I can out of them. Yeah. yeah, When you equate um, the dream with some future career achievement, I think you really miss out a lot Mm -hmm. on on the dream. Yeah. And that's another thing. Again, I'm sort of in a unique position as a priest where I don't really think of career in the same way that a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. But people will ask me those kind of questions. They're like, well, what's your dream parish? Yeah. What would you, what is your, what are your five year, 10 year plan? Where do you see yourself? Or they'll say like, so do you hope to be like, you're going to, you're working up to like be a bishop someday. Like you're working for the promotion. And so much yeah, of people's yeah. idea of the dream is about advancement to get out of where I am. Yeah. Now. As a discontentment yeah. with the present. Right. Yeah. There, there's a great story I've heard. It's, it's one of those fables, as you say. Yeah. Sure. And it's about a man. <laughs> who, as I say, as <laughs> all the time. Say. I well known for just, he always says that. He's the fable guy. That guy. Fables. All right. We all know that. <laughs> this guy. Famous fabler. Okay. So he, he's sitting there on the dock, a guy, he's fishing. A man comes up to him and he says, well, you know, you could take those fish you've caught and take them into town and you could sell them and make a little bit of profit. So, well, what would I would do with that? You could buy another fishing pole, but what would I do with that? You could hire someone to fish. Yeah. You could get more fish. You could buy a boat. Then you could buy 10 boats and then you'd have a whole f- fleet of fish. So you could do, th- and then what would I do with that? Well, you could sell it and then you'd be rich. You could live the rest of your life and do whatever you want. Well, what would I do then? We said, well, you could fish all day. And he's currently <laughs> fishing cool. all day. <laughs> right? You know, you kind of like he's living the dream right you, now. Right? Yeah, you get so distracted with what comes next yeah. that yeah. you're not realizing. You know, I put myself in this boat. Like this great gift I have to spend this life and time with my family. Yes, with the yeah. people in my community, mm-hmm. have great experiences of relationship and love with God and with others. And yet we're, we're stuck pursuing this, you know, we're not someday I'm going to have all this success and I'll have the freedom to do the things I could just do now. So how does that mesh? So obviously I agree with all that and that makes perfect sense. How does this mesh with setting the need to as husbands or fathers or, you know, managers of parishes or whatever situations we're in to, to setting goals because there is something yes there can be something very negative about having these goals that take us away from the presence mm-hmm. but on the other hand there ha- you do have to look ahead and make a plan and set a goal so like yeah. what's the distinction between those two scenarios well, i'm gonna i'm gonna inject yeah i'm gonna circle back to your initial question to be about what's what's my dream because yeah. i think that that's directly relevant to this question sure uh i was in college as an opera major like i was studying opera Whoa. to sing. I didn't know that. That's yeah. Cool. That's actually when we met, do that's it. what was can happening. Really? Yes. Can you do it? I'm not going to do that right do now. Do it right now. No. Do it right now. No. Go. Anyways. And go. <laughs> go. Why not even come here? Crushing my dreams. Oh my God. Doing. Yeah, my dreams. <laughs> we need to reorient <laughs> those dreams. Live um, in the present. <laughs> All right. But anyways, uh, when, like I was living like a freaking heathen, like I, I, everything was about my glorification. I wanted to be an opera singer so that I could be an opera singer at the Met and like I could be a famous opera singer. I wanted to be another Josh Groban or, you know, uh, uh, you know, Pavarotti or one of these guys, like that was really my ideal. It was 
Nick's name in big letters and the shining I'm lights. So happy to not know this about this. You, somehow you just became cooler in my estimation. Well, uh, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Maybe that'll change. <laughs> um, but but when I like had my major St. Paul situation in college, and I really encountered the Lord, and like went from Saul to Paul. Like I was slammed with this reality. Like, oh wait a second, everything I have been working towards is for the God of Nick. Mm -hmm. And I need to put, I need to slam the freaking brakes on that Mm. because that is not going to work. And I knew that if I didn't take radical measures, I would change my mind. I would lessen the, the, the gravity with which I was approaching this issue. And I literally dropped out of opera school immediately after, almost immediately after falling back in love with Jesus. And I needed to do that. Not everyone necessarily needs to do that, but all of my goals were oriented to the glorification of myself. And now over the years, you know, I worked in parish and diocesan ministry for about a decade. And over the years, like there's been a lot of healing that has happened. So like the, immediately following that conversion, I had a hard time doing music again for a while. Cause I didn't know how to do it without it being for me. Mm. Um, and I reintroduced kind of that whole thing by leading worship, uh, leading musical worship at the Veritas group on yeah. campus and yeah. stuff. Uh, and that was like a real healing journey. And throughout my years of ministry, like I've been honing skills and developing, um, you know, passion for different ways of reaching out to people. And then that all kind of culminated in God calling my wife and I to leave behind the security of what was there. We didn't know what it would look like. And we didn't know about awakened Catholic at the time. We didn't know that God had this vision that he wanted to create through us and that he would inspire us with. And we, all we knew is we wanted to spread the gospel. We wanted to use these resources and stuff. And that was our goal. Our goal was we want to find a way to effectively minister to people, effectively bring messages to the online world and through events. And that simple dream, that simple goal over time, like God, our obedience to that in whatever form that took over time, the, the pieces just started to align. Like God was just moving these chess pieces around and all of a sudden out of nowhere, we have awakened Catholic. And that was, I think a a big part of it is what I said towards the beginning of this episode is the heart posture of submission to God's will Yes, has to be the, the first foundational thing for what you base your dreams on. You know, this reminds me, Teresa is always saying this uh, in different conversations about this. So we'll get to this point and she'll say, because God exists. So the crucial distinction here between the the dreams and goals that arise simply because of my selfish passions Mm -hmm. and the dreams and goals that arise because I'm asking the question, what is God's will for my life? Yeah. That's the crucial distinction. When I ask, what ought I do? What should I work towards? What would be prudent for me to work towards? What would be just for me to work towards? Yeah. When you make those and you bring yourself into line with God's will, not only is that the difference between these sort of selfish goals that pull you away from the present, but also you discover that when you line up with what God's wants with your life, when you're asking that question, trying to answer it, the result, the whole is so much more than the sum of the parts. Mm-hmm. You realize before when you were trying to, to, you were setting the goals and you were trying to do them on your own, the results were all you and they yeah. sucked. Yeah. But when you try to, when you bring them in line with God and say, God, what do you want for my life? What's you, what's your goal? Yeah. What, what great things did you create me for? Mm-hmm. Then also the result is so much more fruitful. And that's what we're, that's what we're here enjoying is like the, yeah. the fruit of you saying, God, what, do, what would you do if you had the canvas of my life? And right. doing that every day. Yes. Right. Not assuming 
like, okay, I offered this up and right. I found the direction and now I'm just going to move forward and stop asking God for more guidance. Right. Because for us, when we quit our jobs, we knew we wanted to make effective evangelistic online media that brought people closer to the heart of Christ. Yeah. And we wanted to make music. Mm-hmm. And very quickly, I started to notice we were slipping into this place where I was getting really dangerously close to what I was struggling with in my initial conversion. Mm-hmm. And what God provided it, without even my seeking it out, I didn't know how to fix that. What God provided in Awakened Catholic is a platform for other people like you guys, John, Mark, you and Teresa, for a platform for other people to bring their messages to create evangelistic and effective online media. And we're also, we're going to be kicking off now these Awakened Catholic artist features, which is yeah. uh, creating a platform for other Catholic musicians. And like God just illuminated, like it was just this willingness to always ask, what what is the next step, Lord? Like, how yeah. do you want this to develop? Bishop Barron, when he talks about freedom, um, sort of drawing on Thomas Aquinas, says that freedom is about shaping our desires um, for the achievement of the good. Mm. And I think that is sort of like a, our dream is our, an expression of our desire. But the problem is, is that we have to do a little work on our desires, that yeah. we don't always desire what is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes we desire what is bad. Mm-hmm. And so to shape our desires is to uh, to learn to want what God wants. Yeah. Um, and, and that's when we find the true dream that we're looking for. Yeah. I think a lot of, a lot of what, you know, I've seen in the dream in my life is this, a lot of externals, you know, Um, these things, mm -hmm. you know, this, Mm. this position, this success or, you know, exterior, Mm -hmm. you know, you got everything in paid off and you got money in your bank account and this many kids and this house and blah, 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 blah. Um, like the the stereotypical American well, yeah, dream. Yeah, the American dream. Yeah. We have this external, or you're like, you have this particular job you want or something. And uh, so much so much of, I, th- I think, what we should be pursuing or is what's more important is this, you know, who we are. Right. Who we are, this being, yeah. this person we can become, you know, like you, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You know, I think most everyone has this opportunity to serve a poor person in some way in their yes. life. Right. But you have to wake up, you have to become the person yeah. or be the person who would do that in order to have these, I'd say, these external experiences, which are far more important than, you know, what we might think is yeah. success. Yeah, it's the, it's the jazz riff. It's dooby dooby doo. You know, do we put being before doing or doing before being? You know, we tell ourselves, I need to do X, Y, and Z or achieve or, or get X, Y, and Z, and then I'll be happy. But we have to first be, you know, with God in the presence of God. We want to be who God wants to call us to be. And then through him, we will do amazing things, but they're better things than we could have imagined for ourselves. Yeah. There's, there's a couple of saint quotes that are pretty popular and they're awesome quotes. One is uh, St. Catherine of Siena's, uh, be who you were ma- meant to be. And you'll set the world on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and also St. Francis de Sales had a um, uh, be who you are and be that well. Yeah. Yes. And I was talking with someone um, who's a big fan of St. Francis de Sales. Um, and they threw that out there. And I said, that's an excellent quote. But what does that mean to you? How do you understand that? And they said it was a, it was a relatively young person. They said, well, it's sort of the you do you, which is another very popular <laughs> secular mm-hmm. quote. You yeah. do you. Yeah. And I said, I don't really think that's it at all. Cause it's yeah. not about doing, yeah. it's about 
being. You being it's yeah. not about you do you just do whatever you want, but discover who you were meant to be. Right. And I think, you know, going back to the original question of like duty versus your dream, mm -hmm. I think, you know, we have these things in our life. There's challenges that are burdensome. Uh, you know, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to hear this later. Like, Oh, do the dishes. Oh, this is this duty you sure. do for your family yeah. and it's burdensome. But when you're in a disp disposition where you're trying to be who you're supposed to be, uh, these burdensome things, or even the dreams you have for your life become subjected yes. Yes. to who you, who you should be and who you are. And, and, and then it is your duty to pursue your dream. I mean, it's, and it's a, you know, because yeah, if you're I, not, if your dream is to be the person God created you to be and you will set the world on fire, wait, you, you, yeah. it's your job to be well, who God made you to be. And, it's you're, your and you're called to be, and this is, gets into some of the other stuff going on, like like Andrew's show, like, yeah. you know, the, the physically spiritual stuff. You are called to be a whole integrated human being. Yes. You know, if you recognize that your desires are for wrong things or they're out of sync with God's will for your life, you do have a duty to integrate yourself, yeah. to temper those desires, yeah. to, to break your addictions, to break your attachments, to because God does have a great plan for you. It's better than the plan you have for yourself. Yeah. And you have a and duty to realize and that. And that's how duty becomes sweet. Yeah. So, yes. like, yeah, in every vocation, there are things um, that don't bring you great pleasure at that moment. Of doing course. The, doing the dishes, changing diapers. Yeah. I hate the dishes. Um, right? There are all sorts those of those things. Dishes. But big picture, you wouldn't change those things because they're part of your dream. It's part of the equation. Your part of your dream is to be a good husband. And you, that means right. some of that stuff you don't want Sometimes to do. Sometimes I want to cut out little parts of those dreams. <laughs> but that's where it becomes our duty to pursue our dream. Like yeah. if it's a rightly oriented dream and we have a well-formed heart posture towards that. And the, uh, yeah. yeah. And the part, the, the problem with, with pinning the, the anchor on the desire, the passion is that the passion, again, the passion changes. It has to be based on something reasonable so that you're, you're gently nurturing your passion to be directed towards what's right. Cause if you, again, if you, if you, if it's pin, uh, pinned to desire or passion, that goes up and down with the tide and mm -hmm. the season and how well you're right. sleeping and all that kind of thing. Do you think there's an issue with pinning it to duty as well? Well, duty, I mean, that, that's pinning it to duty means Prudence attending to justice it means you're looking at reality and you're asking, you're trying to honestly ask the question, what is real? Who is God? Who did he make me to be? What has he put me on this earth to do? Mm -hmm. And it's, that's that discernment process. And but if you go through that process wrongly or you don't go through that process and you're just doing your duty, yeah. I think you can end up in a very yeah, dark. That process, well, the process is not static. It doesn't happen once. It's continual every day, like you said earlier. Yeah. And it's also so easy to fall into the trap of, uh, seeing other people's journeys and seeing other people's dreams and plans that God has for them. And like being so attracted to that, that yeah. you want that for you. And I, right. I equate that to like music as a musician and as a producer, when I'm working with other musicians, right. it's so easy for a musician to like really like another band or another artist and say, I want my music to sound like that. And I have to be the guy that says, but you don't sound like that. You sound right. like you. Right. And we have to remember on in our dreams as we're, as we're developing and outlining a vision for our lives for the future. And, but for now, like it's totally unique. And like St. Paul, yeah another saint quote, right? He says uh, something to the effect of, I preach the gospel because it's a fire in my heart and I can't help it. Mm -hmm. Right. And we have fires in our hearts when we're well-formed and we're doing it for the right reasons that we should, we, we must obey those passions. And this is why Nick looks sad every time he hears Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah. it's like, <laughs> makes perfect sense. Yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> we mentioned in the temperance episode that again, all the cardinal virtues, they refer back to prudence. And again, that's this issue here with, with duty. 
uh, you know, we can look at another good, someone else's good, mm-hmm. their vocation, their skill set, something else that's not ours, mm-hmm. and get f- too focused on that and not recognize that that's that is a good, but it's not ours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it always refers or back. It's to, not mine right now. Sure. Sure. Is right. The thing. Right. Because sometimes we also get caught up on. I, we can look at other people and say, well, because this is what they're supposed to do, it's also what I'm supposed to do. But we can also say, well, this is what I used to be sure, obligated to do. Right. Or this is what I think I should be able to do. And so, like, going back to your time in the seminary, yeah. I mean, it is very clear now that your vocation is to marriage. Right. However, at that time, you were supposed to be in the seminary. Yeah. Yeah. And it was... It was in a way your duty and dream to do that. Cause your ultimate dream was to discover your vocation. Yeah. And that's the way God led yeah. you to do that. Yeah. Um, but your duty now as a husband and father is very different than what your duties were right. as a seminarian. And that's again, the importance of staying present in the moment, staying prudent day to day, moment to moment, because again, you, you, in some sense, again, you have to have, you have to discern goals and set them and work toward them. But if you don't stay present and prudent in the moment of the day to day, you don't recognize when, yeah, maybe God is course correcting that a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, you had set a great goal for yourself. You really thought it was true and God let you think it was true. Mm -hmm. That was part of your journey. But now he's saying, okay, I've got something even better. And he's going to course correct. And now you're ready to hear it. But you have to remain open and discerning. Yeah. I I mean, there's so many times where God uses these things that we're pursuing ourselves. Yeah. Like you were speaking. Yeah. And he redirects he yeah he right. takes them up and gathers them into his purposes yeah, yeah. so so let's yeah. let's take a let's approach this uh, before we sign off here mm-hmm. practical takeaway like I, i'm just imagining being someone who's watching or listening to this and thinking oh this, god bless him yes. yeah also that also that <laughs> Man, perseverance but, right there yes uh, but i'm just thinking if, if i'm that person and some of these are new ideas to me and like you know i've always you, i feel like there are two camps that are generally out there it's like a strap down and just work, work your nose to the grind or whatever the term is. Um, you know, like don't have dreams, just make sure you provide and and have the bills paid for and stuff. And then on the other hand, dream, 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 and you can do anything, you know, real extreme of that is law of attraction and you can, you know, manifest anything in the universe, blah, 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 blah. But, but I'm just saying, you're, you know, if you're in either of these camps or at least anywhere in the spectrum and you're just like, man, this is a really interesting concept to me. How do I reorient? How do yeah. I find my actual purpose so that I can have real dreams that God wants yeah. me to have? We'll start with what you can know for sure. Okay. So if you have dreams, ideas, possible goals, things that God might be calling you to keep those on the table, but start with what you know that there's no question about what God's calling you to do. Guess what guys? I'm called to be married and right. take care of five beautiful children. Okay. Right. There is no question on discernment on that point. It is in stone. It is tablets, you know, descending from the heavenly clouds. Right. So like, that's what you know. So, and so the question is, if I have other dreams that maybe God's will, and I'm discerning, I'm God, you know, maybe are you calling me to, to do this or do that or do a show on Awakened Catholic? You know, like God, are you calling me to that? Well, one of the first questions I have to ask is, am I being faithful to the things he's already laid down in stone for my life. Mm-hmm. And if maybe I'm not hearing God in my discernment, if I'm asking and I'm not finding clarity, maybe it means I need to, to back up and say, what am I not being faithful to that? He's already given me. That's good yes. That's good and question. I think right in line with that is 
if you're listening to this or watching this, yeah. there's maybe, I'm going to roughly, I'm not a stat, statistician, but like, is that even the word? Statistician. Statistician. Close. Um, but I'm not one of those, but <laughs> I'm going to say there's like a 75 to 80% chance you're Catholic if you're watching or listening to this. And if you are... 67.8%. No, okay, tell okay, me okay. Anyways, okay perfect. Um, but if you are, then the other thing you need to contend with, like in terms of d- discerning, like what do you know as a yeah. basis to start from? You can't dream something that contradicts our faith. Right. So I think we've, to tie in well, you can, on but this, you oughtn't. Our, dreams, you ought not. <laughs> our dreams, our authentic dreams are always tied to God's call. Yes. So we've been talking about discernment and vocation. Um, and it is no coincidence that God speaks to people in the scriptures through their dreams. Ah, yeah. Oh my gosh. All over the place. Boom. Right? So yeah. the Lord speaks to us through our dreams, but we recognize that there's a hierarchy of vocation that first and foremost, we're called, our vocation is to be holy, yeah. to be saints. Amen. And so that's the foundation vocation and nothing can contradict that. Right. And so if I have some dream, uh, that I, that makes me less holy that leads me away from the Lord, then that's clearly not a good, that's not the dream to follow. Yeah. And, and then we have a primary vocation, um, to be a husband and father. This is the men's show or to be a wife and a mother, um, for the ladies. (laughs) Uh, but that's our, that's our primary vocation, whatever that looks like, either supernatural motherhood and fatherhood, um, or biological or a little bit. Well, of actually, both. I'll quote you to correct you Please when you do. corrected me. Your That's primary fine. vocation is, you know, first and foremost, your son. Right. Correct. Yes. First son from from a prior episode. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Go back and watch that. That was, like, that that was, was the manliness episode. episode. That was the first episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, so but when we're talking about levels yeah. of vocation. Yeah. 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 And dreams called, and right, yeah, yeah. you're called to. Um, <laughs> you're called to That's be Augusta and Nicholas and right father. there. The vocation's calling. And then everything yeah. else is secondary to that. Everything else is subordinate to that. Yeah. yeah. So like John Mark was saying, if he, if he has some career goal or ministry aspiration or whatever it is, if it leads to his holiness and it's congruent with him being a good husband and good father, state life. then yeah, I love it. if the Lord is calling, off we go and we're living the dream. This is great stuff, guys. Yeah. All right. This is beautiful. This is I, this topic turned out great. I'm really, yeah. really happy with where this went. Well, yeah, I'll be the judge of that. I, think. I guess that's right. Fair. We got to go yeah. um, face the music here. Yeah, reg- regardless of how well it went or not, it's we got to go time. be be dads. Um, yeah. And you, I guess, just be the guest. Um, <laughs> spiritual father. Yeah, y- yeah, you bless the food. Uh, <laughs> all right, John Mark, you want to bring us home and then Rob? Absolutely. You know, if you've joined this episode, if you're enjoying the shows that show up here on Awakened Catholic, if you yourself in your heart feel a call, it's a call to help us uh, bring truth through beauty. We invite you to become part of the Awakened Nation. If you go to awakencatholic.org slash donate, uh, you know, you can make a one-time or recurring donation and become part of what we're doing here. We're trying to bring truth through beauty. Um, and again, if you have that call, we want to be partners with you. So check that out. But also you can go to hallow.app slash awaken and download a really cool tool for bringing God into your life, practicing the presence of God every day, going into that quiet silence with the Lord that we all, we need help with that in our noisy world. And the hallow app helps facilitate that. It's a great app, Christian meditation, guided meditation, the time, the function. It's just, it's so well implemented. A lot of us here use it. We love it. And you can get a 30 day free premium subscription by going to hallow.app slash awaken. And it really helps out the ministry. So thank you so much. Well, thank you all for watching today. If you're still with us, uh, stay awake. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs>
Because <laughs> of Wiggy Cat. Oh, Wiggy Cat. Stay woke. woke. Hashtag woke. Nice hey, kids. With the dad joke. All right. That's great. Time to go grill. Bye-bye. Goodness. This show and all media on Awaken Catholic is made possible by the Awaken Nation and the Hollow app. The Awaken Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org slash donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hollow.app slash awaken.